Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the Geo Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about eruption styles of volcanoes. Most of the time when we talk about volcanoes, we seem to have this massive preoccupation about the volcano's shape. And I sort of get it, being a person that's interested in landscapes and landforms, it is the shape of volcanoes that first come to our eyes. Now, I've spoken in a previous episode about the chemistry of magma that feed these volcanoes that cause the different shapes to form. Now, that chemistry relates to the amount of silica that's in the molten rock, the temperature of the melt, and the amount of gas that's dissolved in the melt. And all of those things guide us to the way the volcano erupts. And it's the way that it erupts that later on governs the shape that the volcano will form. So let's talk about these eruption styles. So volcanologists place these eruption styles into five broad categories. And we're going to talk about those categories starting with the least violent up to the most dramatically violent. So to start us off, we have the volcanic style that is referred to as a fissure eruption or by many as an Icelandic eruption. This eruption style occurs when the Earth's surface forms large cracks or fissures. The fissure opens up and then you get magma rising up and forming lava fountains along that long crack. So in many cases in Iceland and in other parts of the world that show this same eruptive style, the fissure can be many hundreds of metres, even kilometres long. And there is magma rising up and erupting as lava along the entire fissure. An amazing example of this took place in Iceland with the Alaki eruption in 1783. This was probably one of the largest by volume eruptions of lava that have taken place in recent times, where over 14 cubic kilometres of lava were released and the lava flow went for many, many tens of kilometres from the Alaki fish events down to the ocean. The amount of gases that were given out during this eruption was so great that the haze spread all around the Northern Hemisphere and caused there to be climate change. So while I said I'm going to start with the least violent, obviously these Icelandic or fissure eruptions can produce huge amounts of lava and create global catastrophe. Now, sometimes in these fissure eruptions take place, you get a concentration of activity at one place and that really changes this eruption style from being a fissure eruption to what is referred to as a Hawaiian eruption. Hawaiian eruptions let out huge amounts of lava creating very steady lava flows out of one or maybe two major vents. And another major characteristic of these Hawaiian style eruptions is the formation of fire fountains. So that is when the gas is being released from the magma as it rises, it fires the lava way up into the atmosphere to form a fountain of lava. 
Again, these types of eruptions can produce huge amounts of lava, just like what happened on the big island of Hawaii in 2018, when a fissure opened but became concentrated on a number of vents, one of these being bigger than all the rest, creating fire fountains that then had rivers of lavas that rolled down towards the coast. Over 600 buildings were destroyed during that eruption. The next style of eruption is referred to as a Strombolian eruption, and it is named after the Stromboli volcano in Italy. This eruptive style is very different from the first two we talked about. The first two, Icelandic and Hawaiian, produce huge amounts of basaltic lava. Strombolian eruptions, however, are characterized by lots of frequent explosions of lava fragments, ashes and gas. So you end up with this pulsing eruption style and many people will think of them like it's a fireworks display because the glowing lava that gets shoot up, shot up into the air glows as the fragments fall back down to the earth. And it is a spectacular volcano to go and watch erupt. Now, very close to Stromboli is the volcanic island known as Volcano, where all volcanoes were named after. And it displays an eruption style known as a Volcanian eruption. Volcanian eruptions are characterized by short but very violent explosions of a really thick magma. And that means that the volcano ejects big, big ash clouds and the dangerous pyroclastic flows. Pyroclastic flows are flows of hot ash and rock that roll down the slopes of volcanoes. They can even roll over the surface of the ocean or a lake. They are very dangerous. When the gas escapes from those flows, you get a very, very hard rock material that gets formed that geologists called ignimbrite. The final and most explosive eruption style are referred to as Plinian eruptions. It was a Plinian eruption of Vesuvius in 79 AD that buried the Roman cities of Herculaneum and Pompeii. That eruption was described in a letter that was written by Pliny the Younger, who was out in a boat during the eruption of Vesuvius, and that eruption style has been named after him. This eruption style is characterized by a huge ash cloud. It goes way up into the Earth's atmosphere and into the stratosphere. The explosion throws lava up into the air and it cools rapidly with lots of bubbles inside to form the rock type that we know as pumice. The eruption is driven by huge amounts of gases that get clogged up, if you like, behind a very, very thick magma body which gets exploded out, not unlike shaking up a bottle of soda and then opening the cap and all the gas escapes blowing out the soda from the top of the bottle, which is a great analogy of what happens in a Plinian eruption. The lava chemistry here produces dacite or rhyolitic lavas compared to what we get from the Hawaiian and Icelandic eruptions, which are basaltic in nature. So it is the chemistry that is governing 
this eruption style, with basalt creating the Fisher Hawaiian eruptions through to the rhyolite creating the explosive Plinian eruptions at the other end of the scale. Now, why I only mentioned the five names, volcanologists also like to place things that are between those. So, for example, an eruption that is stronger than a Vulcanian eruption, but maybe not as strong as a Planian eruption, might be called subplanian. But these are just terms to describe the eruption style. When we want to talk about the strength of an eruption, that's when we use the volcanic explosive index. But that's a topic for a future geo podcast. So that's it for this episode about eruption styles. But if you're interested to learn more about earth science, then come check us out at geo, etc. That's G E O E T C.com. But for now, Keep on rocking.